When we think of wildly successful individuals, we often picture them as being exceedingly competent, calm, cool, collected, and always on top of things. When we hear the truth about how they live their lives and what their challenges are, it can be a little jarring. For example, Bernie Taupin, famous English songwriter responsible for writing most of Elton John's songs, apparently has the memory of a goldfish. The first lines for the lead single off John's 1972 album, Honky Chateau, came to Toppin as he was driving to his parents' house. Toppin had nothing to write the lyrics down with, so he had to settle for repeating those lines to himself for, quote, a couple of hours. Toppin described the experience as unfortunate, but the song went on to hit number two on the UK singles chart, number six on the Billboard Hot 100, and number 149 on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. When the song was released, John and Toppin were accused by some critics of copying David Bowie's 1969 classic, Space Oddity. Toppin acknowledges that the ideas present in the song were not entirely original, but denies that Bowie had any influence. Quote, it's common knowledge that songwriters are great thieves, and this is a perfect example, said Toppin. There were two major influences on this Spacey Elton John song, and one source influenced the other. Pearls Before Swine, an American psychedelic folk band, released a song in 1970 that bears almost the same name as John's 1972 hit. Both the Pearls Before Swine song and the Elton John song took their title and lyrical inspiration from Ray Bradbury's short story of the same name, The Rocket Man. That's right, we're talking Elton John's Rocket Man, brackets, I think it's going to be a long, long time, on Cover Me. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh, no, no, no That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one can raise your kids. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my high-as-a-kite co-host... Alex Mildenberger. What's going on, Alex? <laughs> I'm just thinking about the brackets in this song and how I always forget they exist, which is weird, because usually I pay attention to brackets and song titles. Yeah, this one doesn't seem like it no. needs to Rocket be that. Rocket enough. Typically, it's like a like an SEO thing where you're like, oh, they're not going to recognize it by the title. But Rocket yeah. Man is said pretty frequently, and like it's pretty clearly what should be the title of the it's song. More iconic to me, although they should have probably called the movie that the whole title. Rocket Man brackets. I think it's going to be a long, long yeah. time. Yeah, I think that'd have been good. Yeah. Um, speaking of a long, long time, we're not going to go for a long, long time before introducing a returning guest. Um, the first guest we've had on <laughs> since I think switching to to shorter episodes, so we're going to see how that goes today. Oh my god! Uh, Ruby Swan in the studio, long distance, hey. conceptually in the studio, conceptually. physically at home. Yes, in my studio. In your studio, Slash, Ruby. How yeah. is it going? It is going so fine, my friend. So fine. So fine. Um, <laughs> tell us what's new. Last time you were on the show, you were. Uh, I don't know, doing something, and now you're probably doing something else. It's what's, true. what's going on? Last time I was on the show, I was definitely doing something. And you know what that something was? It was talking to you about Mr. Brightside. That's correct. Um, and now I'm doing other things. Uh, for example, <laughs> today I'll be talking to you about Rocket Man. That's excellent. I'm yeah. glad you're here to talk to us about Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, of course, you have ulterior motives in talking to us about Rocket Man. I do? You, you really, only, you really just do. wanted to talk about the the last song we're going to talk about today. Okay, last song. I'll make. I'll put that in my notes. 
Yeah, it's the most recent. We go chronologically. Yeah. You've been oh, on the show know. three or four times. Uh, yes, I think I just didn't know because there was a, a YouTube playlist and a Spotify playlist. So I have it in the order oh, yeah. of the YouTube play. No, of the Spotify playlist. But then I have, I don't know where the YouTube ones fit in. The YouTube comes right in before the Spotify ones, actually. Okay, great. I have my notes in order now. Thank you. Excellent. No problem. Um, let's talk musical yes. stuff, though. You're a musician. What's, I am a musician. If people want to find your sweet, sweet tunes, where do they go? Um, you know, the best place would be YouTube. Um, okay. I am available on all of your, like, Spotify, whatever you want to listen to music Spotify, on. Apple, Apple music, music. Amazon Music. Deezer. Deez Nuts. <laughs> Deez Nuts. Um, Tidal. All of it. Um, but yeah, YouTube is where I put, like, all my cool music videos and, and shit. So that's really, like, the place I would like people to go to. Yeah, where can we find... What's, what's, what's hot off the press? Um, at the moment, nothing. Uh, nothing. nothing is hot off. What's the been press. sitting in the little rotator chamber oh of the 7-Eleven for a while? Uh, everything, everything. I li- I literally have like I have like an entire album that's just like sitting on my computer, just like waiting to be mixed. But I really hate mixing, and I cannot afford to pay somebody to mix. So I just mm. am like living in this liminal space of like not really knowing what to do with my life. Um, but I'm trying not to have an existential crisis on your show today because that's not what we're here for. No, um, sometimes. So Some, sometimes. sometimes. Not never. <laughs> not never. Not I don't know. Never. If, I don't know if this song is going to hit existential crisis. It's no, I don't. I don't think it's the. I think it is lyrically a shallow pool, but we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, you can't find like a student. Well, that's an idea. <laughs> Hire an intern. Hire an intern. Yeah, you. this is the hot crap. As much as I hate to, you know, free labor anyone. Yeah. Things, but Can't if you take advantage of someone? You'll even find people <laughs> offering to do it on, like, I guess, Kijiji, because you're in Calgary. They'll be like, I- I'd like to mix your songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to find someone doing that, and then you can can get the mixing out of the way. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I'd offer to do it, but I don't, I've never mixed in my life. I've mixed one song in my life, and it's bad. Yeah, I, I almost everything I've released, I have mixed. I, I had one song done professionally, and I have uh, the things that I've collaborated with Command Prompt on. He's done all of the mixing for those. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I've mixed all my stuff. And, like, I, it's fine. It's fine, and I can kind of do it. Like, I don't love my results. I can do it, and, like, it's fine, but... Um, I just don't enjoy the process of it. <laughs> so even though I could just do it and like be done with it, it just feels really daunting to be like, wow, 12 songs that I have to go through this process that I don't enjoy in order to release mm. them. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Hey, and you know what? Tell just, me. Uh, this is only loosely related. Do you know the artist uh, Car Seat Headrest? Vaguely, Yes. Yeah, used to just be one dude, uh, and he was just banging out uh, like Bandcamp releases. Yeah, he released fourteen albums, studio albums Jeez. across four years, I think. Holy shit! So maybe you know, maybe it's just about cranking them out at this point. Maybe I mean, you can you can always come back and remix, right? People love a remix. It's true. It is true. As we'll be talking about today. We will, won't we? But yeah, check out Ruby Swan on YouTube. Check out us on podcast apps. If it's one N, one N and 
Swan? Bonan and Swan, yeah. Correct. Just just like the animal. Unless you're a little drunk and you can throw an extra N on there. <laughs> you can, but it won't be me. You might you might find someone else. <laughs> it won't help you, but it's No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little fun thing you can do. Yeah. Uh Rocket Man, what do we we all like Ooh. Elton John here? We're big Elton John we heads, are. right? I feel like Elton, Elton John, John head is like a strong way to put it. I agree. I don't know that many Elton John songs when it comes down to it, but I know the hits. Yeah, I, I learned a few new Elton John songs this week. Yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, shoo rah, we sure did. But <laughs> Rocket Man in particular, this is, I'll start, I'll start this show okay. and tell section. This is one that I like listened to in, I think, junior high, and I was like, this song's crazy good. And also, I think Elton John was my first exposure to the concept of homosexuality, which was Ooh. like also daunting because in junior high you're like, oh, I don't want to be gay. Is it gay to listen to Rocket Man? And <laughs> and it is. It turns out it is fully gay. It's yeah. super gay to listen yeah. to Rocket. Super Man. gay to listen to Rocket Man. <laughs> I, I'm fully gay now. Happy Pride Month, everyone. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. We are all super gay because we listen to this song way too young. <laughs> we- <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Uh, for you. But yeah, that's my my most of my experience is just like yeah, I listen to this a lot, and then I listen to it later in life. I was like, the lyrics are pretty fucking stupid, <laughs> and that's kind of where I landed on it. Uh, Ruby, tell us about Rocket Man. You know, I like don't recall what my first exposure to Rocket Man was. It's definitely not my favorite Elton song, and I can like think of a number of other Elton songs that I would have been exposed to first. Um, including the song Sacrifice, which will come up later. Hmm. Um, I think that, like, why I uh, gravitated towards the Cold Heart song, which, I mean, we'll talk about this, again, we'll talk about it later, but, like, why I gravitated towards that is because it reminded me that the song Sacrifice existed, and I remember hearing that a lot on the radio as a child. Um, mm. But, yeah, there was, like, a number, I think because John, Elton John was still making hits, um, when I was a kid, at least, I don't know, like if you have that experience at all. Um, well, I guess he made the Lion King soundtrack. So there's like a lot That's of right. like uh, attachment to Elton John from like my youth that I have from just like hearing him on soft rock stations and like, yeah, from the Lion King as well. Uh, but Rocket oh, yeah. Man was not something that I remember hearing. Like, I don't know when I first heard it. I don't have like a okay, I don't yeah. have a strong attachment to it at all. That's fair. It seems to be kind of just like a poppy hit. Alex, what are you? You big Rocket Man head? I, I like the song well enough. I mean, uh, back in my uh, classic rock snob days, it was um, <laughs> definitely I was one hundred percent Team Elton John. What Elton John provided one of the first like pieces of rock and roll trivia that I learned, which is that Elton John's a stage name. And that his oh, yeah. birth name is Reginald Dwight. That right. name really stuck in my head. Hey, doesn't he also have a Hercules in his name somewhere? Um, I think that was added later. Okay. But I think, yeah, Part that, of his, that's his, his middle name. Sir Elton Hercules but John. he changed his name, which is right. like, good idea, yeah. But he didn't write for Hercules. He wrote for the Lion King, uh, which... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Correct. Major bummer. But yeah. his name is not Elton Lion King John. Which I don't have no. anything to say about. Um, so yeah, I've just always known, like, not always known the song, but as long as I've known like songs, it was one of the one of the first ones. One of the first. Rocket Man. Um, you guys big Ray Bradbury fans? Um, 
Ray Bradbury wrote Rocky the, the Velt. Is that correct? Yeah, is that the one that's him? Velt. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. But I think I think that I know that I've taught a Ray Bradbury story. I think it's the Velt. Yeah. In the story, a mother and father struggle with yeah. their technologically advanced yeah. home yeah, taking yeah, over the yeah. role as parents. Yeah, I've taught that to death, bro. To death, bro. I remember taking that in junior high or no high school. <laughs> I yeah. don't. No. No, I always had weird luck with teachers being like, "Now usually we we do this, but we're but actually going to talk gonna about do. some other shit." I did right. read a Ray Bradbury one. It was not. It was like one of his only novels. Was it was it Fahrenheit really? four five one? No, it was not. Oh. It was. Um, it was like a. It was almost like a Goosebumps novel. Oh, weird. <laughs> I think I could be fucking talking on my ass here. Um, but I did also read his short story collection, The Martian Chronicles. Yeah, I read that. Is Rocket Man in that? Um, no, There's it's a in The Illustrated rockets. Man, which is okay. about a man with a lot of tattoos, and each tattoo has a story, I think. Okay. Um, but there are rockets involved. The be- the only story I really remember from it is a guy like is having a party in space, and then he like goes out to pee or something, and then... Like finds this focal point where he is accidentally existing at the same like like plane of communication as some Martians who are there in either the great future or the far distant past, and so he's able to communicate with these aliens briefly for a moment because of like a, a space time anomaly. Yeah, I that sounds like that really. I thought that was a cool yeah. collection of short stories. There's like there's one where there's an automated house. But all the, yeah, that's the people who ever lived there. <laughs> yeah, that's the Velt. <laughs> Everyone Maybe was like dead, so it was just like okay, no, it's everything not. was continually <laughs> okay. running on the clockwork or whatever. But, right. but there were no people living there. And oh. um, I read an I read another collection of short stories by Ray Bradbury, but it was very much not sci-fi. And there was a lot of like, I guess what I'd call like literary nerd stuff that I just didn't get. There was like a whole story about. Like how much he liked F. Scott Fitzgerald, and how he was gonna like go into the past and save him, or something, and then I think he succeeds. So that's what does he save him from? Dying. Yeah. How did F. Scott Fitzgerald? I don't die? remember. Anyway, it was the time travel. Like, there's time travel there, but like barely. But yeah, I just don't know much about F. Scott Fitzgerald. So I'm like, cool. Right. Cool, yeah. Ray. Thanks. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but what we do need to know about is the Rocket Man, the short yeah. story that yeah, inspired the, I, two songs the one that the Rocket I, I certainly haven't read it. No, but it's basically no, about it's like what if in the distant future being an astronaut was just like a regular fucking gig? No is, way, bro. <laughs> which is oh, definitely stuff that comes up in the Martian Chronicles. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, everyone on Earth built a rocket in their garage and then flew to Mars because it's just that easy. Yeah. And so in this one, it's about, like, so this this astronaut regularly goes on, like, three-month, whatever, space expeditions for his job. Yeah. And he's he's got a wife and kids, and then you get, I guess, their last Thanksgiving meal together, and then he takes off and is never seen again, because he dies in outer space. Oh, my God. And so then the, the Pearls Before Swine song is kind of about the sun and how he, like, can't look at the sky anymore because it makes him sad. And then the, the Elton John song, written by Bernie Taupin, is just about, like, being a jobber, basically. It's like, mm, got to go to space again. It's my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, 
Uh, like uh, before looking it up this week, I was like, maybe and like everybody on the internet is like, it's like it's about being a rock and roll star. It's about doing a lot of fucking drugs, man. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's just kind of about working a shitty job. Wow. I didn't Google anything because I knew we were gonna we would talk about the lyrics. So I was like, I'm not gonna like pre-inform myself. I'm just gonna let myself arrive to this conversation. Um, and right. yeah, I did have the question. I was like, is it a metaphor? for something you know is there something i'm missing is it a clumsy metaphor because it could be um but yeah maybe there's not enough in the lyrics to actually support that and i also think that maybe my like interpretation of it because i'm like it does feel to me like it could be a metaphor for like being a celebrity um but i think that might be uh, influenced by the rocket man film because of the way that they used the song yeah, um, it's which, a little bit like like yeah. the the story comes after the success, right? So yeah. it's about his great success. It's like, well, well Rocket Man kind of gave him that nickname and some yeah. of that success. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get one last what? thing to note is yes. that uh, beyond being inspired by the Rocket Man, Toppin was also inspired by seeing what was either a shooting star or an airplane. <laughs> Which means he's one of the first to pretend that the airplanes in the night sky were shooting stars. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he didn't write that song. He didn't write that song. We could have no, got man. that instead. Could have been out John's hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the verse begins, she packed my bags last night, pre-flight. It's tough to read these, knowing one of the cover versions and what they do with it. Um, zero hour, 9 a.m., and I'm going to be high as a kite by then. Let's talk about just that bit. <laughs> see what you're saying to me. Uh, yeah. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. So nice. He has a wife. She's packing for him. Yeah, I, I don't know what yellow. zero hour is. So that's like uh, military talk or like yeah. NASA talk for like the starting time. Okay. Or like so takeoff, right? Like you, you get your, yeah. like, is that it? Like you get T okay. minus and that's yeah, negative time. Yeah, T you hit zero. Yeah. And you hit zero and you're, okay. you take off. So yeah, they're pretty strict here. I imagine he's got to get in 15 minutes beforehand to kind of. Oh, at get least. In the, get in the ship. Yeah. It's oh, not, I don't know what pre flight They always like. expect you to come in 15 minutes before. 15? minutes my goodness drag queens um, have a call time of like an hour you think an astronaut has a call time of 15 minutes well he's a nine to, listen sorry. he doesn't even understand the science you're right this isn't right. today's we're just, we're astronauts <laughs> oh my god sorry sorry and i'm Still gonna be high yes, okay, yes. bye man <laughs> Yeah, be in space. I mean, yeah, but so that's not but a also reference. like high as a kite is such a like cliche and like oh they're really high, like a kite. Right. So I, so it seems like if you said high as a kite, you you'd be purposely trying to say because of drugs. Oh yeah, but do you think it's not also because we come even to this next to be- part of the verse where he calls it a, a timeless flight. But from what we know, this is literally his, his nine to five, five days a week job. So it's it's not really timeless in the sense that we were like, holy shit, astronauts in space. So is he being a little like facetious? 
He's like, yeah, it's going to be so crazy, bro. I'm going to be high as a kite. The other thing about being timeless Uh. is, I guess, like, just you can't really perceive time in the same way if the sun isn't in space because this rising, right? That is also true. But I think when we think of space travel, we're like, wow, timeless. The moon landing. My God. Amazing. Space, the final frontier. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, everything. All of the above. I miss the Earth so much, I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space on such a timeless flight. Yeah. I guess it's also just hard to keep track of time out there. I'm, yeah. Gotta get a really good watch. Because there's no, you know. Yeah, it might just be that. Like, uh, like, yeah, you can't really keep track of time, and maybe um, time just feels irrelevant because you're not, I mean, what what do you do to pass the time when you're out in space? Drugs, maybe. Uh, Drugs, Drugs. I guess, float around your tin can. Yeah. (laughs) Call into ground control. See what they're up to. Yeah. Um, It's weird in this verse, though. We kind of whip from him being like, I am going to be on this flight to then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife. He's already in space. Yeah, you definitely, we we jump forward in time. Yeah. Time doesn't matter. We are without... Or he's just already thinking about... He hasn't even gotten on the flight and he's already thinking about how much it sucks to be an astronaut. Oh, God, it's so lonely out there. I miss Earth already. I already miss it. (laughs) Not even in the rocket yet, buddy. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about this chorus, though. It goes, and I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me around again to fine. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. What's going on here? What is going on here? I mean, it's going to be a long, long time, right? He's going to be gone for a long time. He's going to miss his wife. Right. I mean, I think the song, uh, a lot of it and is touching on, you know, themes of isolation. Yeah, and spacemen. And, and yeah. loneliness. And spacemen. Um, but also that um, either either space is going to like change him in some way or just like because he's just got all this time to like think or something like that like it's just introspection and feels separate from people so it's like people don't understand me because i have this experience does that make sense yeah i think so because he is they only see him for brief flashes because he's out there well we would think for long periods of time apparently it's just five days a week well that's what he says but i almost wonder if that line is kind of a, a bit of a joke as well but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It, yeah, but it is about, like, for some reason, people at Earth, on Earth don't know him. I don't know if that's because they valorize him as some kind of rocket space hero, and he's like, no, it's just you go out here and you're lonely for either five days or a hundred years or whatever, and I'm losing my mind out here, or yeah. if it's like, yeah, or it's just like they don't know what I'm doing in space. <laughs> like Totally. I, I, yeah, that really is the the like the most interesting line. I think is I'm not the man they think I am at home because it's like, well, why? Yeah, what what is it about this 
astronaut job that makes you unknowable to other people. Uh, and I think that's where the like celebrity interpretation comes up for me because that right. that seems like, you know, you would have a double life if you are a person who's a performer and a very like uh, larger than life performer, you would be very different on this stage than you would be with your like friends and family. Um, and 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 there's there's isolation in that as well obviously because right. you would be very alone in having that experience i think hey shit this could even just apply to the working class in general you know it's most of our time is spent at work that's and true and he he's like i'm not the family man i'm not the man at home who does this i'm i'm the fucking jobber who's out there losing his mind alone in the, yeah. the fucking space mines or whatever yeah, just space mines. Mining for space. Mining for space out Not there. Not enough of because it. He's, he's burning out his fuse up here alone. He's yeah, true. He's talking about literally exhausting out. his what his fuse, his self, with no one around. The other thing I wonder yeah. about the song is like, I mean, we talked about how it was inspired by science fiction story in which flying a rocket is this mundane thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, uh, so I don't know how much comes from that versus comes from like, what we now know space travel to be kind of like, which is just like, it takes a long, long time versus right. the mundane thing where they're, or like the old sci-fi thing where they're like, ah, build a rock in your backyard, couple days you're in Mars. And it's like, well, we can't go that fast. It's too fast. <laughs> yeah, I guess. There is sense. like a weird thing where like the fiction of the universe is that a rocket flight is mundane. But there also seems to be, it's written from a 1970s guy perspective where it's like, but rockets, we all think that space travel is really cool and crazy. So the song is almost at odds with itself at times. Yeah. Because he's like, everybody thinks being a rocket man is cool. And it's like, wait, do they though? (laughs) Yeah, the the narrator definitely doesn't think that it's cool. No, he certainly doesn't. Um, I think the instrumentation thinks it's really cool. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it sure does. But, um, yeah, you're right. He's, uh, maybe there's some cognitive dissonance that we're experiencing. Yeah. One thing's for certain, he's a rocket man, and that implies certain Correct. things. What what that is, I don't know. Maybe it is that he's a celebrity. But my problem with that, with the celebrity interpretation, is that your family would know what yeah, you do it, at your it's job. Like, <laughs> it's like the opposite, right? It would be the opposite. It would be like your audience doesn't know who you are at home. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm a cooking bacon with no shirt on, man. Totally. <laughs> Regular guy. Regular guy. <laughs> Having a couple of beers with the lads. Totally. But yeah, no being lads. a rocket man, it's, it's a thing he is. And it, I, it, he's burning out his fuse. It's taking a toll on him. Yeah. And he will come back changed. Now, of course, the question we're all asking is like, what about Mars? What's going on what there? Mars? Yeah, I was really curious about that. <laughs> it's the natural next step in the song. Everything kind of leads us here. So <laughs> Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell. There's no one there to raise them if you did. Let's talk about that. Please. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a part of the previous verses, to me anyway, see, like he's talking about how much time he has, which is like thinking about random things because he's all alone. And that kind of, that's kind of what this feels like. <laughs> you think just it's like, just like random? <laughs> like, man, I wouldn't want to bring my kids to Mars. And not that it's completely meaningless, but that that's what it feels like at this point in the song. Right. Well, he does mention his family in the first 
uh, verse and how much he yeah. misses them. Yeah. And some people th- seem to think he is on like a space mission to Mars, like he's he's working the fucking mines out there or whatever. Like yeah. that's where his job. It's not so much that he's a space trucker; it's that he has to go to Mars. He's just long commute to Mars. Just going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's, this is just him, and he's on Mars doing his space mining or whatever and thinking, whew, wouldn't want to raise my kid here. Yeah. And, and then, well, <laughs> there's no one here to raise him if you did. I don't, what yeah, because I, I guess... Yeah. <laughs> so is he, like, thinking, like, maybe I'd have more time with my family if we all just if lived I, on Mars? Totally. And then he's looking around, he's like, wait, nobody lives on Mars. Yeah, yeah or like, like, yeah, uh... like, can you live on Mars in this science fiction world? Kind of sounds yeah. like No. I mean, it's very cold. It's cold as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Cold as hell. Ooh, isn't that crazy? Because hell is usually hot. Yeah, well, that just kind of, like, displays him as a blue-collar guy who says Uh, stuff like, cold as hell. Oh, it's cold as hell. Yeah, it's cold as hell out there. You're right. Um, And according to Genius, Toppin once said that this was the only line he wrote that he never really liked. (laughs) The only one, hey? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I mean it's a strong contender <laughs> Um, Here's my favorite part All the science I don't understand It's just my job five days a week A rocket man A rocket, a man. rocket man Yeah I mean there's more, more of that blue collar stuff You are talking about before Because mm-hmm. he's just flying the rocket right He doesn't know how it works He's mm-hmm. just driving yeah. the truck um, yeah. Which now we kind of know It doesn't really work But in this science fiction It's just this mundane thing but also, it doesn't, like he says, just my job five days a week kind of seems, again, like I said, I thought it was maybe a bit of a joke. Like, he's not only up there for five days. Like, it's a long, long time. So, uh, yeah. you, like, you can't be an astronaut just during the week and then, like, you're still in space on the weekends. Like, you still have to. Yeah, exactly. You're still out there. <laughs> so, it's like. Yeah. I guess saying that as, like, ah, it's a blue collar thing, but also, like, that's obviously not possible so it, it doesn't yeah, actually it's obviously end. not the you can't case, just go unless home. there yeah. is like a workman's colony there and they for some reason get two days off every five days like usually jobs like this where you like on earth on here a good planet earth where you go out to a location and have to work there mm-hmm. for long periods of times so it's like two weeks in two weeks out is yeah. the typical cycle okay, i'm yeah. not envisioning him leaving the rocket you think he like, doesn't so he he's, doesn't he's even, going somewhere in the rocket but it's kind of mm-hmm. unspecific. He's just in the rocket right. for a very long time. But that's just, that's my my just take in the it. rocket. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, and maybe, like you said, it's space truck. In which case, yeah, like that, like cruise line rules would apply. Like as a sailor, you don't get just be like, nah, it's fucking Saturday. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing any sailoring today. Like it's a sailor song, <laughs> but but but, but a space, space sailor. Instead. Yeah, space sailor. Yeah, so that's the illuminating verse two, where we discover that Mars is no place to raise your children, and this Rocket Man doesn't have a high school education in Does science. Does not understand science. No, not at all. And that's it for unique dialogue. Mm-hmm. Monologue, I guess. Unique uh, lines. Yeah. So what's the song about? Space. That's space. I think it's about about um. All the things we said before, you know, it's about isolation. It's about working, yeah. maybe to support a family at, yeah. that you like never see. And yeah, I tried to like work in some hero's journey stuff. So I'm like, he can never really go home at the end. But I, I don't know if that quite works. 
Well, I guess that is kind of the I'm not the man they think I am at home. Yeah. He's going to be changed out there. That's true. So I don't know what's happening, but... Yeah, and we are changed. left with it just being a long, long time. Yeah. And it does fade out, so we don't know if he ever comes back. Right. And there was never a sequel song like Ashes to Ashes that tells us... Totally. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know that what when happens he gets back, to Rocket Man. Hooked on mm-hmm. heroin and... Etc. On, on space smack and <laughs> space smack. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot better than the lyrics, though. Hang on, a quick question: Smooth Criminal or Rocket Man? What's better, <laughs> lyric wise? In terms of lyrics? In terms of lyrics. I mean, because that probably one's Rocket pretty Man nonsensical as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> I like I see I see something in Rocket Man. I don't know if it ever fully comes out, but I I just. Uh, yeah, there's at least a lot of yes. room to play Smooth in Rocket Criminal's Man. Smooth Criminal's like, yeah. this is a thing that happened. I'm going to say it again. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to talk to this dead woman yeah, for a bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Annie, kind of what? are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> let me tell Annie what happened. She doesn't yeah. seem to understand. Annie, let me tell you. <laughs> you were struck down. A crescendo, Annie. A crescendo, Annie. Do you know what that is, Annie? Annie, <laughs> speak to me. Um, um, let's talk about these lyrics, though. Just kidding. Let's talk about the opposite of lyrics, instruments. <laughs> the opposite. The opposite. The side of the lyrical coin. Polar opposite of lyrics. Polar opposite of lyrics. Um, we open with piano, piano. And vocals. Yeah. Classic Elton. Classic. That's how you know it's Elton John right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Is there a piano? Yeah. And someone's singing? Great. It's Elton John. You it's could call him the piano man. You could, but Billy but Joel. But Billy might Joel would sue. <laughs> That's right. Is that what's next? Is that the next biopic we're gonna get? Piano Man, the Billy Joel story. Fuck, I hope so. That rocks so hard. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the story is. I feel like Me there's neither. not that like, much of a story. A, but... a dude from New Jersey making it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely into it. Um. Yeah, the bass riff in this song is uh, pretty funky. Fuck yeah, it rocks. Mm-hmm. See, so you get a lot of space for that bass to go, and it's hitting yeah. high up. It's doing some octaves at the start there, hitting that, and then boom, boom, yeah. boom, then kind of spills down. Cool. Yeah, it kind of like goes stuff. really quick, mm-hmm. quick little clusters of notes, and then like just lets it sit. Yeah. So we get a sense of, I guess, the isolation of the Rocket Man in the verses, where it's very gentle. Yeah. Just piano. It's just him talking about being high. Of course, naturally, the high as a kite line is, is a, a famous point because he'll ha, yeah. ha, 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 kind of slips ha, ha, into falsetto there yes. for a second. But he does. Yes. Yeah. His voice times. illustrates how high he's going to be. Exactly. Although I, w- I mean, I was looking at all the times he does that. He most of the time. Oh, it's on timeless mentions. flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to do with rising or, or height around their nose. Uh. Not always. I'm trying to think of the other one. And then, of course, you get the gentle build into the chorus. Yeah. Which features, um, apparently this is the introduction of the famous uh, backing vocal combo of D. Murray, Nigel Olsen, and Davey Johnston. Of course. Who are all just regular band members, too, so I don't know why the fuck they weren't always just doing backing vocals. but just Confidence issues. It's Maybe. just an early yeah, album, they just, huh? Yeah, they weren't ready. They weren't ready yet. Yeah, too intimidated. So, yeah, we get this this chorus that is big, but it's still pretty chill. Mm-hmm. 
Got a little acoustic guitar going. You got these oohs in the back. Yeah. Piano's a little brighter. Where and you get that course? rising... Uh, is it a guitar? It must be the slide guitar. There is a slide guitar credited. That is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those yeah, like, it little almost... lilting, lifting sounds. It kind of sounds... Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say yearning even. Uh, but mm-hmm. it kind of also has like a like a like a capacitor charging sound to it too. Yeah, it kind of sounds like something taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. analog circuit sound. Um, the rhythm guitar here mm-hmm. is it's like kind of a riff. It's not really a riff. Really, they just accent like the upstrums. But I I find that it's very recognizable to me at least. Like it's I'd agree to that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would call it a riff though. No, but it's certainly a unique rhythm pattern. Yeah. I don't know. And we come to verse two. Verse two says, listen, we're talking about Mars. We're we're knee deep in space now. Yeah. It's time to get the ARP synthesizer in. Yeah, time to oh, bring yeah. out the synths, my friend. And that synth comes out. So this I is just an synth. audio engineer. This guy's David Henschel. He's just mm-hmm. he was just in the studio and they're like, David, you need to play the synth. He said, okay. They're like, we really need this to feel <laughs> and he did. like a sci-fi space excursion. Yeah. This takes it from like the psychedelic folk influences of Pearls yeah. Before Swine and then it brings it into 1972. The future is now. Mm-hmm. Future is yeah, but it, it kind of sounds like horns, but like not quite. But it's definitely like yes. Again, still like that sci-fi sound, like bleeps and bloops. Yeah. Yeah. The sound right. Of the it future. is that like what if like Star Wars had horns, kind of like synth. <laughs> no horns. Totally. Except for the end of episode one, there's horns. That's you know, George Lucas is always adding things in. A few years from now, they'll be it's all CGI. Probably is. <laughs> all, all yeah, CGI. it'll be something different. Uh, um, and then it's kind of same shit, right? But there's the, a yeah. there's like a guitar strum, like just transitioning into the next chorus. That's right. Where it's like a, I don't know if it's like muted or what. It's kind of like dull. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. It's very brief. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much else to say about it. But yeah, it happens, and it is noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Noted. Yeah. We go from this to the outro, which is just like big. There's a lot of, and I think it's going to be a long, long time. The guitar kind of pans from the left to the right occasionally. Um, I've written here the synth does a kind of fart. Oh, we gotta have a fart. <laughs> I should have timestamped yeah. that. But. Yeah. <laughs> we can hear the fart. Yeah, and then we we say it's going to be a long, long time for a long, long time. Yeah. And that's the outro. Like, really driving and, that point home. Yeah. Which, and if like, it's going to be a long, long time, you can't space. just end it. You just, you need to fade out. Yeah, you got to fade it out. Good I think this is a good yeah. artistic fade out choice. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just like a, I don't know how to end this. We'll yeah. just fade it. It's like a, it's for a purpose. Yeah, it makes you think, man. Totally. Do they, I think they increase the echo as well. I think As you're right. Kind of or, like out. the reverb, everything on it stays around for longer. Yeah, that might be. It. Yeah, because there is like an effect of like distance. You feel like yes. the rockets passing by and kind of like fading into the distance. You're like, all yeah. right, see you later, rocket man. Yeah. 
Um, that's that. So yeah, so it's another similar to Smooth Criminal, but slightly better. It's like like great instrumentation behind it. Yeah. That really punches up what is almost in some ways like an amusement park attraction. Like the song was really just like, <laughs> what about space? You're like, like oh, okay. oh, but what if space was, you know? What if we were like in space? <laughs> yep. And then you're like, yeah. And like, what if space sucked, bro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, tight. Really love that synth. Mm-hmm. Um, did y'all watch the music video for this that came out in the year 2017? I did. I, I did so. watch it. Yeah, the I've animated lost, one. So I opened it, but I've lost it. But I had you're it. at the Cannes Music Film Festival. No, not Music Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival. Con. 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 Um, part of a competition honoring 50 years of Elton yeah. John and, and Bernie Taupin writing together. Pretty cool. And this is co-directed by an Iranian refugee named Majid Adin and yeah. uh, an Irish animation director, Stephen McNally. Um, and this music video, very good, very visually striking, speaks yes. to the malleability of the the song itself and the yeah. lyrics. Absolutely. Because it's essentially dealing with his experiences as a refugee and coming to a, a Western place. I think it's London. I think we see Big Ben at some point. And him struggling with the isolation and the, the separation from his family. Yeah. Those are themes in the song. Yeah. They are themes in the song. But wait a second, this guy's not a real spaceman. He just rides underneath a truck. It's just a metaphor. Yeah, he does. And like on a boat. For a bit. Yeah. It's on a boat. He's, yeah, like, also a metaphor. he's traveling to new worlds, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is interesting. What I thought was cool is right off the bat there, at around 30 seconds, you see him leaving his, his wife and kids, and he's got something that looks half like a casual suit and also half like a like a spaceman suit. Yeah. And then, yeah, you see him go to space, but it turns out space is just the West, and he's got to hide under a truck. Yeah. But then, oopsie, he slips from the truck into space again. It's a metaphor. Probably. It is a metaphor. Um, some real bummer moments where he thinks he sees his family, and then it's... It's a mirage. It's a mirage. he misses them so much. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you all it's sabotage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, very well done. Very yeah. strange that there wasn't a music video before this. Yeah. But I guess 1970 is really like not the music video era yet. That's yeah, true. Really. That's true. We're pre-MTV. And like... I think. Elton John, to my knowledge, is not really known for music videos anyway. Yeah, Are there any not... Elton John music videos, like even from the 80s? That you he can... doesn't have one for like Kiss the Bride? I don't know what year Kiss nee. the Bride came out in. 76, I think. Just don't know. 80s I imagine some one. of his later stuff must they have. had to have. I mean, obviously, videos. we're going to talk about another one later. Yeah, obviously his stuff from like the 2020s, both yeah. with Gorillaz and Dua Lipa, has right. music videos. But I wonder if his like late 80s, early 90s stuff Okay, so it looks like Tiny Dancer has an official video. Okay. Uh, I'm Still Standing has an official video. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm seeing one for Penny and the Jets. I- um, okay. they've, they've got a Your Song Top of the Pops performance for the music video, so that's from 71. Um, yeah. So yeah, it looks like they use a lot of live stuff. As we learned last week, you know, you have to be lip-syncing to get on MTV, so yeah, live performances work very well. Uh, that said, we've talked about the music video, we've talked yeah. about the lyrics, we've talked about how the song sounds. Anything else we want to mention before we get into some exciting covers? Um, I just want to say, because I feel like I'm doing this video a disservice, but I like I think it added 
a certain level of depth to the song that like um, is otherwise missing and I just want to give it props for for kind of reinterpreting those lyrics in such a meaningful way. Yeah, I think it yeah. really takes advantage of the the tone of the yes. the music. Yes. And then anchors those lyrics to have a little more meaning to get into that little muddy realm of like yeah. ooh, metaphor. Like a, yeah. Takes the themes and just applies them to kind of a more specific story. Mhm. Yes. That's yeah, all. Great music video. Yeah. Excellent. Now let's talk about oh gosh. let's talk about this. Our first cover in the year 1978 by uh William Shatner. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh my God. This Captain is, James Tiberius yeah. Kirk. So this was performed at the fifth Saturn Awards ceremony. The Saturn Awards ceremony are an award show for sci-fi, fantasy, and horror media. A kind of big blanket of just like, I guess, non-historical stuff. Like, what you, you got sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, what's like left? Nobody pulp knows. Pulp or like genre fiction? Yeah, like erotica. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, um, famous, I guess. Like, in that, I, like, I knew about it, I guess, because it gets referenced in an episode of Family Guy. It gets parodied on oh, Animediacs, really? Family Guy, Freakazoid, Futurama, The Simpsons, the Canadian um, series Reboot, oh and the God. music video for Where It's At by Beck. Are you for real? I'm for real. This wow. is highly parodied. It is infamous for being one of the, it's like yeah. in a book as one of the top 100 like worst moments of television. Oh my God. Um, I really like the intro on this. Bernie Toppin's like, now that the song has become uh, quite popular among listeners and people want to know what it means, here's a performance by William Shatner. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking outlandish. Yeah. Um, I saw something, probably the Wikipedia page described it as, here's a German word I'm going to try to pronounce, um, Sprechestimme, which just means spoken voice. (laughs) Spoken voice. It's a spoken word version, yeah, of the song, and like, and we've talked yeah. about William Shatner doing spoken word. We have uh, before on the show. I think it was Little Drummer Boy. We definitely oh, talked gosh. about him in Little Drummer Boy. But that's later days. So there's William Shatner understanding him being goofy, and then there's William Shatner, you know, prime of his life. Yeah, I think '78 William Shatner was not like joking around. No. So we like that Drummer Boy one, and there was a version of this from 2011, him doing it live, which is obviously him, you know, parodying himself at that point. Right. But this is the real deal, like James T. Kirk, fucking, (laughs) like hot William Shatner. He looks pretty fucking good here, giving an absurd performance. And he has a justification for it. I I watched a 2008 video where he tries to kind of kind of cover his tracks i think and and <laughs> like, i was just goofing around he says at one point that quote i didn't rehearse it oh my gosh despite the fact that he obviously had to film three separate yeah. parts yeah. totally yeah. edited so he's essentially doing this as three different personas is how he's describing it okay the first one the first one smoking the cigarette is frank sinatra him doing frank sinatra doing rocket man okay the oh second goodness. one is him saying. as captain kirk doing rocket man Okay. And then the third one, he's like, and then I thought about, like, you know, what about rock it, man, like a rock star? And <laughs> so the third one is his interpretation of a rock star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, I never intended for this to be, you know, 
like brought up years and years later. It's like Frank, it was. Re- I mean, like Will, it was recorded. Like, yeah. Like, but I mean, that didn't mean like in '78, it wasn't easy to get access to these kinds of things, right? That's true. Yes. Like TV wasn't necessarily something you thought of as like forever. Yes. That's right. That's true. The, yeah. and in fact, there are like lost tapes of TV and things. Yeah. yeah. There was someone so, in the comments of the YouTube video being like, you have no idea how lucky you are to be seeing this. They were like, when I was growing up and this was on TV, I missed it and like just heard about it for so long. Oh, and like God. now I can finally actually see it because of YouTube. So yeah, I guess like you wouldn't have thought maybe about the permanence of it at that point in time with technology as it was. Yeah. Now everything's available, almost. All the time. Uh, yeah. At least if you pay enough subscription fees. Totally. Yeah. So he just, he gives her here. He's really putting his all into this. Yeah. We start yeah, out, absolutely. no no instruments, no nothing. It it's just him smoking a cigarette and giving us this dish. She packed my bags last night. Pretty flat. But I'm a little confused, like, because... The way they introduce him, it sounds like he was the host of the ceremony. Yeah, and so so I'm is he curious. on stage then? And then like obviously there's like they could only superimpose the other Shatners in a video feed. Yeah, so I like did they just exactly. put him up on a big screen and they all knew it was a pre-recorded performance, or did they try to like make him life size and then it was a big reveal when second Shatner comes out from behind him? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, have been like, I don't know what the technology we, was. We barely got the the video, but yeah. actually knowing what it would be like to be there, that's impossible. Well, mm-hmm. we'd ask someone, but... Yeah. Um, My favorite part of this, the whole thing. No, I really like that <laughs> there's like a, a real tension in this because the, the backing synth is so like, by the book, it's like, you can hear the melody yeah. and you know when William Shatner is supposed to be saying things right. and he doesn't and say that. he's totally like, off. Yeah, he's behind. <laughs> he's behind. You're, you're like, like, oh my, oh my God. God. catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely times where it seems like, seems kind of like he maybe rushed a bit because he's like, I mean, the music is playing. He's got to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I will but say it's, like, it's really it's, fascinating. It is fascinating, and it is really difficult. I don't know if you two... I know you both have, like, done drama class classes before. I don't know if you've ever had to, like, do an assignment where you deliver song lyrics as a monologue, because it's really fucking hard. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Because your brain knows the rhythm of the, the song, so you want to mm. deliver it in the way that is, the, like, the way that the the phrasing is in the song, but the phrasing of the song is not necessarily like the way that you would naturally speak a sentence. Oh, absolutely. Um, so then right. it, like it they'll makes bring the first really... word of a sentence in too early. Totally. Or like <laughs> they pause in the middle of a sentence because you know, the music. Um, the music yeah. 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 yeah and we you saw, can we hear that, from that here. problem here too. Yes. <laughs> When we were even lyrics, reading out yeah. lyrics, sometimes it's yes. very hard to not just hit Continue. it the same way they yeah. had in the song. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, you really have to kind of fight your instincts when you're doing that kind of thing. Uh, obviously, Shatner has not done that at all. Yeah. All that is to say, it is... exactly like the song <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> some ways, yeah, much, much slower. 
<laughs> yeah, like, he's like a, a parody of himself so, at times. Yeah. Brings me right. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. <laughs> I miss my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite line deliveries. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's very amusing. Obviously, there's a reason that it's come up so much and been been referenced so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Definitely Were you guys shocked though when second Shatner showed up? Yeah, absolutely. Because I thought he was just on the stage and he was just gonna do that the whole yes. time. Shocked and confused. Yeah, it was a real twist. I just so couldn't tell if the if it was serious, point. if it was comedy, you know? It yeah, just like it was veering into both ca- Yeah. Uh, you know, both areas, and I just couldn't understand what Especially his Especially with that third was. Shatner, right? Yes. Well, yeah, he's got the bow tie undone. He's kind of like dancing around. He was like kind of losing his like, mind. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> I like, what yeah, I happening? thought this was about like space madness. Totally. Him being like, <laughs> like confident Shatner man. that comes in is, is like him being like, this is the American dream. Then there's depressed him smoking a cigarette. And then there's like true him losing his mind in space. I'm a rocket man. <laughs> yeah. And then like, Seriously. and then at the end. He just looks so pleased with himself. It's like, did he even know that 45 years later we'd still be making fun of this? Oh my like, God. Is that what's going through his mind? Or has it been like, fucking nailed it? Like, yeah, yeah, knocked I that one it. out. I killed it. Or is he just trying hard not to laugh? I don't know. I don't know. And he has a moment, and I wish there had almost been more of it, where he, the two converse. He's like, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your <laughs> <Right>. kids. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's cold as hell, says, says Sinatra Shatner. <laughs> I like the way that he delivers the line. There's no one there to raise them. If you did. If you did. It's just like, I think it really, really draws attention to how awkward that line is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a treasure. What a treasure. And there is one time where smoking uh, Shatner is like, Rocket, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so full of... and Because it is done so genuinely. Yeah. There is there is the same nature of a school presentation where somebody didn't prepare. Yes. They're like, I, I'm kind of funny, I'm kind of charming, I can kind of sing. So just pull it off. Let's just let's just do it. And then this is the, the end result is just <laughs> kind of cringy and very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you just got to play it off like it was always supposed to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he dedicates, like, he he goes for it, you know? Oh, yeah. He doesn't blink. He does he doesn't not hesitate. Flinch, he does not blink. Yeah. However you say that. So, I especially props. love that second verse because you get the horns in there, too. Yeah. Like a real, like, 70s yes. TV show. Yes, yes, Yeah, it sounds like they've got, like, the house band <laughs> in the pit somewhere. And maybe they do. I don't know. They might. I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. It's an award show, so maybe. <laughs> so confusing. It's, yeah, just misguided. Uh, and it kind of like the reverse of the, the music video that we just talked about for the yeah. original. Yeah. Where he's like trying to put like weight and depth into things, but it's like in all the wrong places. Absolutely. <laughs> we could talk about this for another Forever. two hours. Yep. But yeah. like, we have we to should move, on. move on. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we gotta talk about. Is it Kate and, Bush like, next? the world would be a worse place. That is. If it didn't exist. I agree yeah, with this you. Is one of the best things in this world. We're gonna talk about Kate. Kate. Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Kate Bush in 1991. 
one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kate Bush, who's uh, in the news lately in, in that the oh, really? song, which we just talked about. Not yeah, her running up that hill. Running up that the hill. Recently, number okay. one. Okay. Wow. Which, um, yeah, that was I guess last week. Um, I actually like. Like, I was talking to you guys earlier about how quiet it was at the gym, so I turned the radio on, and it was, like, hits radio. First song they played, Running Up That Hill, and it was, like, legitimate hits radio. So it's back on the radio and everything. Yeah, I think it legitimately topped the Billboard Hot 100 this week. That's amazing. Is this another, like, uh, TikTok reinvigorating Uh, a song thing? Not quite. Not quite. Stranger Stranger Things things. this time, yeah. Yeah. I have been seeing it it's everywhere. Probably also I just TikTok in a way, didn't right? Know. Mm. Like TikTok's part of it, I'm sure. Probably. I, I, that's probably where I'm seeing story. it as like on people's reels on Instagram, which are usually just like re-uploads from their TikTok. So I thought right. maybe it was just okay. like another TikTok trend, like um, the Fleetwood Mac dreams. Hell yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Trend. Yeah. Love that trend. Um, shout out to Ocean Spray. Totally. <laughs> you want to sponsor us? <laughs> Hit me up. Yeah. Send me that money. So Kate Bush, big yeah. in the UK, yes. not as big anywhere else until now, until and now. also a big Elton John fan. So this was made for a uh, tribute album called Two Rooms, which is a uh, tribute to Elton John and Bernie oh, cool. Taupin. Um, she says, there's a couple of quotes by Kate Bush here. She says, I remember buying this when it came out as a single by Elton John. I couldn't stop playing it. I loved it so much. Most artists in the mid seventies played guitar, but Elton played piano and I dreamed of being able to play like him. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I wanted to make this version different from the original and thought it could be fun to turn it into a reggae version. It meant a great <laughs> deal to me that they chose it to be the first single release from the album. Huh? Um, this is a pretty popular version. It was awarded the greatest cover of all time award by the readers of the observer in 2007. Wow. Seven. Hey, wow. Yeah. Um, what an honor. Right. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it is reggae. There's some reggae in here. Yeah. If you ever wanted to know what the police would sound like if Kate Bush fronted them instead of sting, this this is is it. it. (laughs) Police say interesting. I said it made me think of like Blondie. If Debbie Harry was not cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kate Bush Alex. is a big fucking nerd in all fairness. <laughs> Not wishing any offense to Kate Bush. Oh my but gosh. you're right. Like the, good the instrumentation on this is reggae and like pastoral folk instruments. <laughs> there's a there's illin pipes on this. Yeah. There is uh is that a what concertina. What is that? Yeah, guy that's the solo the on this. Oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah, it's spelled weird. But yeah, U I L E A N N. Pipes. Pipes. Wow. They're kind yeah, of like I described this as blow into as pastoral space reggae. Yeah, it kind of fluctuates. Like, like it'll do the verses, or especially the intro. It's more just like we got a synthesizer, very like dramatic, doing the doing the verse, and then they get into the chorus and it's yeah, just yeah, like it's skanks in the chorus skanks ukulele oh, okay. skank and she gotcha. kind of does her little sway dance i'm talking about the video because yes yeah they're kind of like that. linked together because yeah. yeah i couldn't find this on spotify no she doesn't really look like she's playing the ukulele which obviously she isn't in the video but uh mm-hmm. it's also not credited on the the instrumental uh like oh, personnel mm. there's guitar by alan murphy there is no ukulele credited I didn't hear uh, it, a, a, a uke in the song, but, I think it's, you know, she's, yeah, I think she's just jamming with it goofing. there, so I was like, yeah. oh. 
Man. I didn't. Um, I'm, I didn't know this was reggae. I. I am so bad with genres. I do not. I am like. Oh, I don't know. This is fun. That's all I thought it was. It's fun. It's good, <laughs> like a fun, fun breezy island feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. picking up on the island, but maybe that's because the <laughs> like the visual input of the <laughs> the video is so not islandy. So. Yeah, it's black and white. Yeah, and then like theater. Yes, and she's like a space through. conductor. <laughs> yeah, she's conducting oh, space, yeah. and they've got like the the sheets in the background that are blowing. Yeah, yeah, the she's, sheets like, in the background are very <laughs> prominent. Space. Yeah, uh, and there's a guitar on on a chair with a candle beside it. And I was like, yeah, because, did their guitarist yeah. die? He did actually. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. Oh my oh, god, geez. that's so sad. Yeah. It's, that is it's very just, sad. It's just like in the end of the line, the oh. uh, Traveling Wilburys music video. It's Roy Orbison died. Yeah, he died. Actually, he died in um, '89. So clearly, this was like recorded like a couple a years while. before it came out. Right. Yeah. But wow. yes, um, you said the name of him. Alan uh, Murphy. Alan Murphy, yeah. He died in 89. Oh my gosh. So they just gave him a candle and a, and a chair. With oh my gosh. On. Also, and there's a bit of wind blowing, so. Oh, there's a little blowing. Elton reference. Is oh, that a little Elton for sure. But there's also like, like at the end of each chorus, they just like turn on the wind, right? And like, like the light turns on and then like starts blowing her hair back. Yeah, yeah she does that real about. rock and roll pose. Yeah, and everything, and everything like ukulele. really everything punches changes. up. Yeah. yeah, it's like it just reminded me of Toast of London. There's the episode where they like have to act in the strong wind. And it's just, like, oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about how great he is at acting in in a strong wind. And then, in a strong wind. Oh yeah, because they're doing like some some sailor anyway. movie or something. Yeah, phenomenal show. Love that show. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I found this one very uh, enjoyable overall. It really works fun. in its own right. <laughs> and it has it. an Illin Pipe solo at the end. So Honestly. Like, oh, yeah. It um, just feels like uh, so Kate Bush, you know, just like so distinctly Kate. And I just love a cover where the song is transformed into that other person's style because I think that's like the best way to do a cover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really does have her kind of signature behind it. She's, a, like Alex said, she's like blondie but not cool. She's like a real art nerd. <laughs> yes, she's yeah. very artsy. And so that, like, comes through on this. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think the, the choice to kind of punch the reggae vibes on just the chorus works yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, and the sort of folk instruments that, uh, you know, go throughout the verses really give us that kind of like longing for space vibe that like, wow, space is mysterious. Cause we're just dumb people in fields. Yeah. But then also maybe it's cool and a jam in the chorus. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Yes. I have an answer. Is she actually wearing that space helmet or is she just have her face kind of superimposed on a, I don't um, know if they could have done that tricky. easily in 91, but it kind of looks a little bit detached. It certainly looks detached in the first shots. But then as it zooms out a little, I was like, oh, no, she is in it. So okay. my answer is I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway. I do feel like just, her interpretation makes the lyrics feel like more nonsensical, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah, a little like a nursery rhyme or something. Yeah, it's just like, whatever. I'm just singing about space. Like, 
it just doesn't feel like there's any like heaviness to it or any of the like brooding or you know oh i'm i'm gonna be isolated in space or anything i just yeah feel like oh, we're just having fun and whatever True. here's some yeah. silly lyrics about being a spaceman yeah yeah, I mean, this, Mars this isn't the place some... to raise your kids. Who, who cares? Yeah, it yeah. just feels like nonsense. Like the nonsense <laughs> mm-hmm. that it yeah. really is. And there's definitely some like goofing around. Like in the video, there's a bit where she does like the, I guess Chuck Berry like mm-hmm. lift your leg up, jump around, oh, and one yeah. leg up yeah. playing the guitar. But she's got a tiny little ukulele. <laughs> yeah, it's and that makes it cute. funny. Yeah, and then yeah, you got this Illin Pipe solo, which is just like cool it's just it's like, yeah. it doesn't connote heaviness it just kind of connotes like coolness it's I like know. this is a weird thing we could yeah. put in yeah Let's yeah i love it i think it's great yeah great stuff um greatest cover of all time i'm not sure i don't know about that but pretty fucking good 15 years ago maybe maybe 2007 but since then we've had post malone's cover of a uh, hootie and the blowfish oh thing, so. ex- exactly things have changed Thanks. i say that jokingly but i, I do know. like that cover <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all right and this next band we got coming up me first in the jimmy jimmies is that correct <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> me first in the gimme gimmies 1997 <laughs> punk cover super group yeah who's we talked band. about them a long time ago i don't remember yeah um, they because they do covers they do exclusively covers exclusively so covers. i'm sure yeah. you've talked about them a number of times i would think i would think well, maybe not um, i don't know it's they're definitely one that band. comes up that. in listings right um but they're from fat records so they're kind of at least produced and and joined in by fat mike of no effects uh, and I forgot to look up every other member of the band. <laughs> well, it's like it's Spike and Joey and Dave. Spike and Joey and Dave. Yeah, Tony I, I don't Obviously, know Tony Orlando and Don. Is that what you just said? <laughs> that is what I said. So you got uh, Fat Mike. You got Lagwagon. You got Joey Cape. Uh, Chris Shiflet and and uh, uh, Dave Ron. All members of punk bands, most of which you probably won't know. You don't know the band Flagwagon, No Use for Name, or No Use for Name, I know, and No Effects. This guy is in an obscure band called Foo Fighters? I'm sorry, what? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, one of the guys from Foo Fighters was in there for a bit. Really? Oh, not Um. So, yeah, they've had a rotating cast of people who were really big in the 90s and are still around now. Okay. Um, and this version is punk rock, baby. It's pop punk vibes. Yeah, s- straight up. Yeah, straight up and straightforward. There's not yeah. a lot of like nuance to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of you get that like chugga 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 really chugging going on with the drums. Yeah. you know, lots of mm-hmm. lots of tom, and then at, later on they kind of go. I mean, what I would call the the pop punk rhythm perhaps unfairly but that's what i was associated with no it's like even down to like the introduction of the distorted guitar yeah yeah is like it's just like a lot of pop punk tropes now i will say i like the tone of that bass you can hear at the start really steely i like the the drum pattern yeah it's it's good it's heavy um it's gotta be mike on the bass yeah gotta be fat mike on bass 
but like after after that like it's all just like trope after trope after trope it follows the vocal melody very closely yes um it's just tough to come from two outlandish covers both kate bush and william shatner Shatner. just just rich with things to talk about and then to land here land here yeah very much more straightforward and the one thing I guess they do is they slow it down at the end, but then they pick it up. Yeah, so, and they, they a lot of shouting yeah. near the end. A lot of, oh, yeah! Yeah. Um, I have no doubt this would be fun to see live. That's what I wrote, too. I feel like, yeah, seeing it live would be, like, that would be ideal. Um, mm-hmm. Listening to it recorded is really nothing special. I feel like yeah. if they would have gone maybe a little, a bit more ska with it, it could have been more interesting. Yeah. Um, but it just feels like Almost there's so much true. just like bass and like mid range and there isn't really anything on in the top range. Like I just am missing I don't know, like the lead singer's vocals are just like right in the mid section as well. Like it just all feels like compressed into like the same kind of range of sound. Right. Um it just like isn't doing much for me. Yeah, there isn't <laughs> really a lot in that treble range. Yeah, like I'm missing it. And it's not yeah. like the the lead singer isn't doing a bad job or anything. He's doing fine. It's just that like, there's just, yeah. I'm just there's just something missing. <laughs> it needs. Yeah, some spice. no, I think that's fair. Yeah, just a second take on this. Like just solid base work they've got here. They mm-hmm. just need to punch up certain elements. Bring in. Yeah, maybe it is bring in ska. Maybe it's, I don't know, do something different. Yeah, maybe horns. you need you need some horns in the upper range or maybe you need like a female vocalist doing like a, a, a counter melody over top or something mm-hmm. um, just to like give it some more range and definition but that's just me that's just you um, Alex anything else on this one not really I just there's not too much to say about this one no, no. but I think we'll have a fair bit to say about David Fonseca oh. in 2007 oh. This is a Portuguese singer-songwriter and photographer. And photographer. Okay. That makes sense. Apparently. Apparently Did you all watch the music video? Yes, I did. No, what? There was a music video? Oh, Alex! Come on, Alex. Come on, Alex. You know you gotta look up and see if there's a music video for everything. I missed this one. It's uh, luckily it's a very simple music video. It's pretty straightforward. We can probably yeah. You could watch like twenty seconds of what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, this okay. is a popular version, hit number twelve in Portugal. Uh, this is what happens when a Portuguese man is a fan of David Bowie. I think that's my <laughs> of, of like kind of eighties, like golden David years Bo- David Bowie. <laughs> and is like, but I shouldn't just do David Bowie. So what's the next best thing? Yeah. Uh, Elton John. Yeah, but he, he like the course he does on here with the hand claps and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Sounds like Flight of the Concords parodying uh, David Bowie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's got a very, like, uh, I want to, not golden years, but one of the, like, a more poppy David Bowie song feel to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And even in his vocals, it's gonna be a long, long time. Yeah, he does that. He makes it very, like, staccato. It, it, it's it true. amounts to a very, like, peppy, poppy version of it. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
It feels really different from the Elton version, which I appreciate. I didn't like yeah. it much on first listen, but like the more I listened to it and like got used to his singing, the more I was like, okay, I can kind of see like how this could appeal to people. Right. I think it has some good elements in it. For sure. Yeah, cool. I thought the cool bass sound, it had a cool Love bass the sound. Love the bass Very, on like, this. Very like high and buzzy. Um, yeah, and I like mean, really muted, just this boom. Yeah. That very, I mean, it just feels much more staccato. Got the like, boom, 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 ka, boom, drum. Yeah. yeah. Really big percussion going on in this version as well. And there was a sound, I don't know if it was, it sounded like a guitar, but it might have been a combo organ or a guitar that sounded like a combo organ in there. Kind of like a strained right. sound on the guitar. Kind of I like that as well. It's good sounds going on. Yeah. So, like, Unlike me first in the Give Me Gimme's, there's a lot like layering in here. There's yeah, the addition of guitar, addition of uh, an organ or something. Yeah. Some crunchy filters going on. We got hand claps in the chorus. So it is like it's not boring by any means. No, there's a lot going on. Uh, what else do I have to say about this one though? I didn't have a lot of specific stuff about this one either. Yeah. You know, keep it general. Or I was keeping it very general, but... Uh, yeah, I guess the, the thing you kind of mentioned, Alex, is the, the staccato nature of a lot yeah. of what goes on here. Whereas that really, like, in in a spacey song, a lot of what we do is, like, like, really let things ring out yeah. and fade out. And then for this one to be, like, it's all about hand claps that stop real quick. It's about this bass line that just is all staccato is a real move in the other direction. And whether that's good or bad, I can't say, but it is different. Yeah, definitely feels different from the other covers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, again, I think he, uh, like Kate Bush, I think he also made the song, you know, his own, put it into his own style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and focused on the fun of it, I think. Yeah. Because it feels very up and peppy. Definitely, I would say in the chorus, it feels very yeah. up and peppy. I do think that his verses were kind of like, like they, the, I think his percussive elements, um, especially in contrast to Elton John's, where like you don't really get a lot of percussion in his verses. I think in David's take, the, that percussion really feels like that, um, like nine to five drudgery to me. Right. You know, it's like a yeah, and yeah. then you get some relief from it in the like playful staccato hand clap chorus. Right. Um, which is all it's almost like he's like, Oh, this is like this sucks working this job all the time and then it's like, but at the end of the day I am an astronaut, so <laughs> maybe I need to lighten up. <laughs> right. It's, it's a like, cool it's job. Like the, the two faces of having your dream job. You're totally. like Well, turns out jobs always suck, but Regardless hey, come of- on. <laughs> it is my dream <laughs> <Yeah>. job. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Um, None of that comes through in the music video. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, This music video was self-directed and done in one take. Um, I feel like it would be difficult to do multiple takes of this. Yeah. 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 Um, It's a backwards video. Yeah. Where he just has things poured continuously over his head for the most part. Yes, and so, but it, since it's done in reverse, it's removed from it's his It's all head. coming off of his body. Yeah. And then 
uh, like so yeah, there's like white powder that goes on, a lot of paint, um, some yeah, it water. looks like sauces and things. Yeah, I assumed a lot of it was food because I thought the white powder was like sugar. Sugar. But I guess I can't tell without tasting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does the like classic. He like sauce? ties himself pie. in the face. Yeah. 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 Like the reverse pie in the face. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end, he gets lipstick and like eyeshadow on, and then yeah, puts and a puts wig a wig on. on. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand if it's supposed to be like uh, the Rocket Man is a different identity where he is, uh, you know, someone who wears this wig and, and lipstick mm. and makeup, or gets food dumped on his head. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's like a neat. It's visually interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and there are times where like the lip syncing actually syncs up with the song, which is yeah, cool. it's like and incidental, it but very cool that you like, have ooh. any of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think but that'd it, be it very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to mouth words in reverse, and then <laughs> while you're getting just a bunch of stuff up. dumped on your head. Yeah, he really does seem to be struggling with the stuff that's covering him. Yeah. Like he's always kind of like wiping his eyes and like wiping. Yeah, so which, much of this video is yeah. him just yeah. wiping stuff. Which I get it. Like I get that, but it's not. I don't know. I feel like it would be more visually interesting if he could uh, resist the impulse to wipe the stuff away. <laughs> yeah, if we had him doing other things, and like he's got yeah. one reverse time trick. And that's things moving upwards. It's like, well, what if we? Oh do? yeah, the confetti or whatever that yeah, like floats like upwards. Other things. Yeah, which is really cool, but. But yeah, for being a one-shot, one-take, self-directed, yeah. like like indie project, it's pretty cool. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, yeah. certainly visually striking. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we're gonna have to strike on to this next version in 2015 by Heaven Seventeen. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown brings me right again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a rocket man Heaven 17? In 2015? I believe so. That's what it says on on secondhand songs and also this... Does yeah. it say on secondhand songs? I just got it from the album that it's on. Is it actually oh, fair. earlier? No, I just thought that, uh, just from what I read about Heaven 17, is that I thought that they were the predecessor to the Human League, so I assumed that they came earlier, but I, I might be wrong about what I read. Are they the post-decessor or the predecessor? Well, the post-decessor. <laughs> um, the says they formed in 1980. Yeah. That doesn't mean... Human League form. No, they've just been around for a long time. But and like, yeah, both Heaven Seventeen guys, is still going. There's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so this. I see. Yeah, Human League is 1977 when they started. So 1980. This oh. is after Human League. Okay. But yeah, British like English new wave synth. So yeah, thinking that this would be 1980 is <laughs> like understandable. But I also think their production on this is very 2010s. I th- yeah 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 you're right you're right I think I got confused I feel like their bio on Spotify is really wordy and um kind of poorly written and so I think I just like didn't process it well okay. and then it was like the title of the album was something about the 80s and I was just like okay this was made in the 80s <laughs> I was wrong oh yeah they, yeah because they also mentioned the British Electric Foundation in this Spotify okay. one which is like semi-relevant but not as relevant as the actual popular outfit human league gotcha um who does the song don't you want me baby yeah mm-hmm. love the human league mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. They're great. Uh, sh- shocked to not hear the lady on this track. Where's where's the right. waitress from the cocktail bar? Oh, she must not have, <laughs> have stuck around. Must not have. Yeah. Um, this is the song that would play in the Space Pilots Lounge in yeah. the, the, the fiction of Rocket Man. <laughs> totally. <laughs> at the spaceports. Yeah. I thought it was a remix at first. Like in the first yeah, like, I can believe 20 that. seconds, maybe. I was like, is that Elton? And then the voice obviously like is not Elton's. And I was like, okay, it is a like they're actually recording fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a nice like bass groove going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slides it, sometimes. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. those bass slides. But yeah, it's it's this electronic version of the song, like you kind of said. I don't know if I'd put it like in... I guess it's it's very slow. It slow, feels like kind of like those Slow-ish chill remixes that you get. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. like venturing into chill wave kind of territory, mm-hmm. which now that you've told me it was made in like the 2010s, and that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But to me, it's very weird to be this 1980s new wave group and then to hard shift to chill wave in, in 2015. Well, like chill I, wave I is like really rooted in 1980s uh, <laughs> huh? trends as well. I suppose. I mean, yeah, anything synth heavy is basically rooted in 1980s trends. It's, it is. Plus, I like sometimes listen to chill wave and like my friends are like, are you listening to Phil Collins? And I'm like, are you stupid? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But like, I, like people are like, oh, is this from the 80s? I'm like, no, it was made in 2011. Um, so there is like, I think a lot of uh, overlap. Like I think the Venn diagram is pretty, there's a lot right. going on in the middle. I think maybe there is maybe like for new wave acts, more of a darkness to them than True. chill wave. Yes. Yeah. Which this version does not have. It does have. not have it's that very, at all. No. It's very like electro lounge. It's just like boom, yeah, I'm yeah. A rocket man. Yeah. yeah, chill is definitely a good word for it. Um, they do have like a piano sound. Obviously, everything is yes. like synthesizers and keyboards and stuff. Yeah. But it's not like like Elton John's part. Like it's very much like chords. Yeah. Yeah. It's still nice to have um, the piano though. Cause I do, I do think yeah. that like having that piano present uh, does connect it, it, ties it. to yeah. Elton. Right, we still got one foot on the earth, so to speak. Here, yeah, like, we're in the lounge. It does we're get on space yet? Yeah, we're in the space lounge. <laughs> yeah, it does. That piano does get covered up by the the hiss on these drums a lot, though. Mm. Is there? A tss, poof, tss, tss, tss. Do you have a lot of that? Yeah. on the hi hat or whatever. I'm gonna say reverb. Say reverb. Say it. Reverb. <laughs> did it. Did. The oh mad laddie did it. Um, they, the other thing they do, they add a few like extra words. Did oh they? really? In places, not like not like meaningful words, but like when he says it's such a timeless <laughs> flight, he adds like as this on the end, as for this. example. Okay. Oh. Flight as this, which I mean. At first, I thought, oh, he's messing up the rhythm, but not really. I just know the original one like right. a lot better. Um, but yeah, it kind of threw me off. Which yeah, is too many odd. words. Um, they did throw in a little uh, space oddity reference at the end too. Oh yeah, just okay. a tiny little it, ground control to Major Tom. I think they say. Is it the radio chatter sounds? Is that what? No, like they sing. Did I, did uh, like a background, it? a backing. Do they? Vocal in the end. 
now you're making yeah i guess i called that radio chatter and i couldn't understand what they were saying but now that you say that yeah that's ground control to major tom yeah they do a little ground control to major tom i i don't know i don't know if it was necessary I don't know. Yeah, it seems like they were just kind of like, "Hey, here's another old." They're thing. like, "Hey, remember?" Yeah, I mean, I didn't even catch remember it. Remember that so. other rock song about <laughs> being in space? About space? We're like, "Yeah, yeah. spaceship superstar." It's a great <laughs> track. <We're> like, no, <laughs> space oddity. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, spaceship um, superstar. Spe- speaking of oddities, though, it's time to talk about the uh, the remix oh. of the year of 2021. Yeah. We got three people on the track here: Elton John, Dua Lipa, and Panow. 2021. So this is, uh, there's, we kind of talked about how malleable the lyrics of Rocket Man are. Yes. Uh, it turns out that's all Bernie Toppin songs. Apparently, you just, you just chuck them all in a blender and fucking cut, cut and paste, baby. <laughs> you cut a new song. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this came is out in like at it's least four songs. Cold Heart. Cold Heart. Yeah, it's, it samples four different. Uh, yes, it's a mashup of four different Elton songs. Yes. Um, so we have Sacrifice, which came out in 1989, it was a hit in 1989. Rocket Man, obviously, we've been talking about. Um, 1983's Kiss the Bride. And mm-hmm. then, where's the Shura from 1976? Where's the Shura? Where's the Shura? <laughs> I don't know the answer. Yeah, so to I that. know one of these four songs. You know one I of them. I knew one of them ahead of time. You only know one, Alex. Just you Rocket Man. Uh, Rocket Man. Just Rocket Man. Wow. I knew two. I knew Kiss the Bride as well. I didn't know Sacrifice. Okay, I knew Sacrifice. Um, and then I didn't think I knew Kiss the Bride, but I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard this before. Yeah. Um, nobody knows where's yeah. the shoe rock. Yeah, it's Where, like a deep no, album cut. I think that's a deep cut, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what we get is, uh, it's sampled both musically and lyrically. So the mm-hmm. first verse and mm-hmm. the, the pre-chorus is, uh, Sacrifice. Yes. Which is where the line Cold Cold Heart comes from. Yes. Um, should we read these lyrics, or should we just talk loosely about them? I think it, you could read them, because I think it just is the same thing over and over, isn't it? Yeah, so we get, it's a human sign yeah. when things go wrong, when the scent of her lingers and temptation's strong, um, which is taken from the first verse of Sacrifice, and then it's followed up by a cold, cold heart, hardened by you, some things looking better, baby, just passing through. No, 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 no. Yeah, those no, 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 no's are from sh- Where's the Shoe Rap? Yeah. The rest oh. of that is from Sacrifice. Okay, yeah. And so then the chorus is uh, a combination of Rocket Man and... Uh, Kiss, Kiss the Bride. The I think it's going to be a long, long time till Touchdown brings me on again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. And this is what I should have said. Well, I thought it, but I kept it hit. And then that's the that's the lyrics. That's it. it, yeah. Then they just rinse and repeat, baby. Until uh, the end when sh- they shoo-rah. shoo-rah. The um... I think when I first heard this song and I didn't understand what it was, that it was a mashup, 
Mm-hmm. I thought that it was a new song at first. I was like, this is a new right. song. And then I heard the Rocket Man line and I was like, mm-hmm. that's Rocket Man. I don't know why they need to sample Rocket Man in this new song. Like, is that just the <laughs> only connection that like the current generation has to Elton John because the movie Rocket Man came out? But then when I like listened again, I was like, no, I recognize that cold, cold heart part. And so I had to look it up and then I found Sacrifice and I was like, ah, yes, I remember hearing this on the radio um, when I was a child and I really like that song. Um, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't just take that song and do the whole thing, like do a straight cover of that, because I think that that song is really beautiful, but I think the instrumentation on, on, on it is quite dated. And I think it would have been right. nice for them to like bring it into, um, right now. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. I think I love the, the kiss the bride lines. I think because mm-hmm. they do something really interesting with that melody. Um, but I like I think that having the Rocket Man in there because it's so recognizable, whether you're an Elton John fan or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think it pulls me out of this being a new and interesting piece. Right. I don't know. That's, yeah, yeah, that feels like the real commercial hook. They're like, well, yeah. how do we sell this? Like, we have Dua Lipa, but how do we sell Elton John to yeah, the younger crowd? Yeah, to this younger generation, yeah. And you, you tuck that in. And yeah, I think it really is like, like, Sacrifice is about cheating in a marriage. Yeah. Um, kiss the Bride is about, like, what, getting up to, to kiss a woman at a, a wedding. Yeah. Because you, you want to marry her. Yeah. And then Rocket Man is about working a nine-to-five in space. Yeah. <laughs> And where's the shoe raw is about where the shoe It's about <laughs> finding that sweet, sweet shoe raw. So, like, why are we blending these together to make a, a non-song? Like, loosely, there's an idea of this of yeah. a breakup, I guess, and then a sense of isolation because they're changed by this breakup and they should have said something, but they kept it hidden. Now they have a cold, cold heart. Yeah. But it's all just kind of like... It is quite loose, though. Loose. And I think the yeah, fact that they just repeat the are. whole thing again, you know, like you don't get anything new or different, any new information in the well, next verse. I mean, yeah, we I don't feel like the Mars. Totally. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know whether I can raise my children in Mars, on Mars? You're right, the Shura. I shouldn't discount the Shura. <laughs> don't, don't discount the Shura. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so lyrically strange. It's undeniably a catchy song. Um, mm-hmm. We we should mention the artist on this. Elton John is Elton John of Elton John fame. Uh, <laughs> Panau is an Australian. Yeah, who are they? Like uh, they're an Australian dance. A dance music, music trio. trio. Okay, a trio. Okay, yes. Yes. interesting. And they're all producers, so it's possible all three of them got their hands in on this. Probably. And then Dua Lipa is uh, Italian for two lips. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the most important piece of information about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. She's a pop, British pop singer. Mm -hmm. Um, This is all straight. She possesses a mezzo-soprano vocal range. She's known for her signature disco pop sound. Um, What else can I say? After working as a model, she signed with Warner Bros. Records in 2014. She's very popular. Debut album in 2017. Very popular. Um, Her 2018 single, One Kiss, with Calvin Harris, peaked number one in the UK. Uh, I don't know a lot of Dua Lipa. You can find her signature on Wikipedia. <laughs> Kids, you need to oh my god, you're so funny. Yeah, you need to forge it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, she's, she's 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 big in the field. Her fields. like most popular song, from my understanding, is "Levitating." Do you know that one? Mm, I've heard. You the want name. me? Yeah, I want you, baby. Masha go boo. Oh, I'm, I'm levitating. levitating. Yeah, that's, that's her. A, like that's a retail but lit and clean classic. It's a what? A retail but lit and clean. Oh, that's that's your playlist from work. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, it is that. The work sanctioned playlist, yeah. So yeah, I'm familiar with levitating. Uh, Dua Lipa, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, did you all watch the music video? Yes. I think yeah. the music video is the real star of this song. Okay. It's... I don't like the animation style of Dua Lipa and Elton John. No. It's they very look simple. Like do you remember when you were growing up? I'm trying to universalize a personal experience here. Okay. And, I'm excited. And, Looking forward to this. And, and and the kids in the class would be like, oh, this girl's really good at drawing. And you would go and look at their drawing and it would look kind of like this. You're like, ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't have that experience because I was the girl. You were the girl. The yeah, so I was going to say, you're probably the one. <laughs> And they'd never say this girl is good at drawing. They'd say you're this girl's a really good drawer. Yeah. Wow, you're such a good drawer. And then wow, she's a good drawer. And I'd be like, yeah, I do hold a lot of things within me. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thanks. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that that tracks, my friend. That's such a specific. That's such a specific experience that apparently you share and I don't. You, nobody. You were never like in school and somebody's like, "You got to see fucking Hillary's drawings or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've shut never it out. Like, if so, <laughs> and she'd be like, "This one's Goku, and that's my oh like my OC." <laughs> like, wow, a lot of attention to the abs on both oh of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. So the video, the so, video like, it feels has got to me two like basic animations for oh drawing Tulipa and Elton John. And okay, I'm sorry. That the is video so Go funny. Ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, this like stop motion kind of situation. There's four I don't think recognizable characters. Well, there's who are Cat dancing. Man, Fox Man, or maybe another Cat Man, Antler Man. <laughs> And or maybe another cat man. Man, I um, thought that and they all have platform shoes on and they're dancing. But yeah, there's only three. But there's panows. only four three panows, so there's four, four mm. animal claymation people. Panow plus one. I don't know. Yeah, so we get these like four bears essentially, and they're all <laughs> dancing. Uh, uh, dancing. Discoing, I think. Discoing. I think it's disco a disco popping. song. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, that would they dance sense. in space. Uh, yeah, they're so yeah, in space. Like, they're rocket men, I guess. I, I suppose so. And they're just kind of grooving. And one guy gets fish shooting out of his feet. Uh, and, like, this yeah, that's I, I and, like. the, and that yeah, the fish like, are, like, uh, 2D animations. 2D. So yeah. it's yeah, kind of like combining trippy, the, the animation style. Like, 2D doodles. That feels like... I mean, I've never done acid, but I imagine this is what people think that an acid trip is like. You know, it's like you're yeah, 3D, this is but like then there's all these like the 2D doodles of things. Aesthetic. Yeah, it's like the psychedelic experience. Oh, yeah. And if you've ever seen the film We Are Your Friends, this is almost exactly what PCP is like in that film. Well, I have not seen that film, <laughs> but now uh, I might watch film. it. Terrible film. I oh. recommend seeing it. It's okay. <laughs> a lot of flowers with eyes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of flowers uh, with a eyes. A lot of flowers with eyes. Yes. 
And, and so eventually, like, I guess Space. Dua Lipa and Elton John are concocting some kind of new realm. Because we get shots of them, and then eventually they invite you into this this wonderland. Yeah. Where they descend onto the, the four dancing bear. Man. Yeah, the cat people who are not putting out fires <laughs> are yeah. instead uh, being initiated into this, this colorful, um, apparently junior high drawings world of <laughs> <laughs> Elton and Dua Lipa. Yeah. And they all dance together. They all dance together. They yeah. dance on planets for a bit. Mm-hmm. One of them becomes a shooting star for a bit. Yeah, it is visually like a I fun love time. It. I think it's a great time. I think it made me think I liked the song more than I did. Yeah, the song really is like uh like the fast food of of music. Yeah. When it's on, you're like, yeah, I guess this is pretty good. And then afterwards you're like, I don't know about all that. Like <laughs> Like everything yeah. comes together. It's all and it's all Elton John songs slapped together. Yeah. With with popular vocalist Dua Lipa hitting the chorus. Like it yeah. is it's built like designer drugs are built. It, exactly <laughs> like that. And I love Elton a good John mashup. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. But I there's I think there's more uh, masterful ways to create mashups. Yeah, I think this is the nostalgia hit that is um, indicative of the current popular culture. Yeah, yeah. Or it's all about just, like, remember things from the past, and now it's the present, and we Um, still can remember those things. Also, only 16 years since Elton John has had a number one hit in the UK. Yes. So (laughs) You talk about him releasing modern music. Yeah, his last number one was, like, what, 2005 then? Like... Oh my god, I'm sorry. I must still think I'm in my 20s because I don't ever calculate those things right. I'm like, 16 years ago, that was the 90s! No, that was the 21st century. I am so sorry. Um, We haven't talked a lot about the music here, though. You get the twinkly synth Mm. from Sacrifice. Is that just a synth? I love that sound. Yeah, it's a synth. Taken straight from the year 19-whatever. (laughs) Nineteen eighty sacrifice, yeah, yeah, yeah that part. Woo, love that little twinkly synth. Yeah, great twinkle synth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the rest of it is pretty like standard disco pop fare. That's all I wrote was deep disco pop groove. Yeah, funky bass, but a synth bass for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's super listenable. Oh yeah. But I think, like, listening to it after listening to the Heaven 17 version of Rocket Man, which mm-hmm. is, like, a fully fleshed-out song, you know, because it's just Rocket Man. Um, right. But it also is, like, very groovy uh, and highly listenable. I just feel like, mm, it, I think it made my opinion of Cold Heart go down. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Because, like, the, the Heaven 17 version... Not that much worse or different than this version, and it, yeah, you're right. It just uses the one song, or is this one throws in all these extra parts and collaborations, and we got Elton John on the track, and to get like, yeah, pretty good. We'll forget about this in a couple years, but totally. it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Alex, we've been taking turns beating the crap out of these guys. What are you? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to say? Um. I don't have a lot of strong feelings about this. I didn't really know the various songs going in, you mm. know, and it kind of um, relies on that a little bit. I, Does yes, it? It really relies on Rocket Man. 
Yeah, I don't I know if it, it relies on your knowledge of previous Elton John songs. Some maybe a little bit, just because like you were talking about the the themes and and things that happen in the other songs. Not all of that happens in this, but if you know that happens in the other songs, it might mean a little bit more. Maybe it's 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 got the same. I don't if know. If that is me, true, then I didn't get any of that. Right. Yeah, I feel like this is the same way that it's like, oh, if you watched the, all of the Marvel movies, you'll notice this Easter egg in the background. Totally. <laughs> It's like a, a lot of effort for low Johnson, reward. Yeah, I think most people hearing this song are going to be coming into it with the amount of knowledge that you are, Alex. Like, I think the the, the the majority of the audience hearing this is going to recognize the lines from Rocket Man, and that's probably about it. Yeah. And they're probably like, whoa, this new Dua Lipa song samples Rocket Man. Who the fuck is Elton John? Who's this Elton <laughs> John person? This is why I love Dua Lipa. She's always Where highlighting is the new Shura? artists. <laughs> Where is the Shura? <laughs> I try to look up what the Shura is. I guess it's like a, a verse. It's like a, a Hebrew word for like a Bible verse or passage. Oh. oh. Really? Um, yeah. Where's the Shura? What, whether that's what it's meant in the in the song, Where's the Shura? Who knows? Well, who I knows? you know who knows. Good old Bernie. Bernie Toppin. Uh, BT. Well, we gotta. We have GT. to. We have to wrap. We gotta wrap this up, folks. We're we're, we're over time. We we're are out of time. It's my fault. I'll take the. No, I'll take it. No, I think I think I've been uh, <laughs> petering around here. Really it's hard. You have you have three people. You know you want to give space for everybody to talk. So obviously yeah. you're gonna go over a little. Those three people being LT John, LT, LT John, LT, John. <laughs> LT uh, Lieutenant John, <laughs> Lieutenant John, um, yeah, Lieutenant John, Bernie Topin, yeah, that's right, I and said Dua Lipa. this time, and Dua Lipa, yeah, four people because you got Ray Bradbury too. Um, All right, what about the three guys in Panow? Oh and the three guys in Panow. It's a lot of people need space on so this. Many it's people. getting really crowded. Yikes! Um, but now Shatner. we're making space. Then uh-huh. Shatner, of course. How could uh-huh. we forget? Um, yeah, the Shatner version alone put us over time. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's like it's like twenty minutes of Shatner talk, and everything else got two. So exactly. <laughs> let's uh, make some space yeah. for our final verdicts here. Let's do it. We got three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and the version that you would use to advertise your, um, uh, you know, openings for your space trucker jobs. Oh my god, <laughs> space trucker jobs. <laughs> Or Mars Minor, whatever you think yeah, the Mar- occupation like of it. the Rocket Man is. I love it. Um, Ruby, you are our guest. What is the worst version of this? Um, the worst version for me is a two-way tie. Ooh. I would say so. The worst version is Cold Heart because it's not a version of Rocket Man. <laughs> right. Right, but I feel like really that's a cop out to Rocket say Man. that it's very bad at being Rocket Man. If that's the standard I'm asking, is for it to be Rocket Man and a cover of that, it's not that. It's not meeting it in right. any way. Um, but if I'm looking at the worst cover version, I would say it's me first in the Gimme Gimmies because it just really, um, I found it really flat. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's just a, a bit of a flat analysis. liner. Yeah. I would think the way to describe the the Dua Lipa, Panau, Elton John version, Cold Heart, is is the hot term amongst kids. It's mid. Ew. It's just it's just middling. It's like it is flat. that. It totally is that. But I hate that you said that. <laughs> I know, but listen, I gotta get this Gen Z audience. I gotta make that money. 
Dude. I don't know. Alex. I don't know if they will ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's. <laughs> no, they don't want to listen to dad rock, which is like ninety oh, yeah, percent yeah. of what we talk I know. about. You gotta just go for the millennials. We still exist. That's right, and y- y- y'all True, have money to spend. So they that's have how we jobs. Get those sponsorships. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Alex. <laughs> Alex, time for you to do your job and tell us what the worst version is. My job, which is, I think, I think I gotta also give it to me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Just wasn't that exciting a version. It might technically be Shatner, but I don't want to live in a world I where it's Shatner. I don't think you can. Yeah. So I, I cannot give it to Shatner. Shatner transcends. Mm-hmm. It becomes something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think of all the joy it's putting into the world. Like that can't be a bad version. No. Oh. It's a wrong version, but it's not a bad version. Um, <laughs> it must exist. I think, yeah, of all of them, Me First is the most forgettable. Yeah. It's it's the it's in some ways the most true to form because it is a working man song and they just come in, they lay the tracks down, they go home. It's just their job five days a week, but it doesn't it doesn't amount to much. So yeah, I'll agree that it is the worst version. Um, what is the best version of this though, Ruby? Oh, um. I'm okay. I'm very partial to the Heaven Seventeen version and could see myself listening to that again. But I think that the true best version is Kate Bush's version. Version. Yeah, I think that's. A I solid think it's. Pick. I think it's just like, and that's not just because it was named like the best cover song of all all time in history or whatever. <laughs> um, I just think she really like made it her own. I feel like the things that I don't like about Rocketman, which is I think that I don't like the heavy-handed lyricism, I just like don't notice it in her version at all. It just feels like it doesn't matter. It's just words to get across a melody. It's not about meaning and I think I really appreciate that um, because it just lets me enjoy the song. And yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, when she's a big Elton John fan, so you can really tell that it comes like from the, like she really thought about it. She probably yes. listened to this a lot over the years, and to be able to then just take it and be like, "I'm doing my own thing," and she does that. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's a great version, Alex. What's the best version though? You know, I was having trouble deciding uh, this week, but I think going back and talking about them all, I definitely had the most fun talking about Kate Bush. Hmm. I think I got to give it to that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you guys here. It's yeah, it's a huge cover. It's a lot of exciting things going on. There's interesting instruments, and it does make it fun. It takes out the weight. To compare it to what could be argued as the worst version, the William Shatner version. Yeah. William Shatner leans heavy into weight. He's like, let's put all the weight in the world on this with spoken word and with Sinatra and Kirk <laughs> impersonation. And a rock it, man. And rock it, man. Yeah, he undercuts himself at the end, but like he really leans into like the gravitas of this, yeah. and it it completely falls apart. So yeah, to have Kate Bush come in and just do the complete 180 on that with cool instruments, a fun reggae beat, and a weird little music video, yeah, it kicks ass. It's the best version. Yeah. Um, but you're advertising for your space company to get to get space truckers or space miners. <laughs> space truckers. <laughs> um, what what are you what are you laying down for the backing music? What Rocket Man song is is advertising this lifestyle to them? I have two angles. Okay. So it depends on what kind of company I am. Because if I'm like really appealing to the working class person, you know, if it really is just like it's a space trucker job, like. I want like your every man to come aboard. I'm going to use David Fonesca because I think that the 
percussion is gonna appeal the the hand clapping it's gonna like I, th I think I'm thinking about like YouTube ads and how like percussion heavy they are these days um, so right. that would be my like YouTube ad would be like very percussion heavy David Finesca but if I like think that I have like a real like cutting edge and sexy space company Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick Heaven 17 and we're gonna have like sweet lounge music and I'm gonna really try and make people think that this job is very sexy and um, and very chic and you're gonna be the future of uh, I don't know space yeah you're like come on down to the work. space lounge enjoy our space benefits totally our space workers party exactly <laughs> wow the space workers parties are unreal <laughs> and the space office culture here is just divine like if i was yeah. like the space google you know that's what right. that's the way i'm going you're like google space yeah come mine mars with us exactly it's cool but yeah the uh the david fonseca version is really like uh that clapping especially just that like percussion yeah. is, like, hip bubbly like come on down it's <laughs> it's hip and fresh to work as a miner in space yes uh alex what's it gonna be yeah um I think uh, me first in the gimme gimmies. I oh. think oh yeah, Hot punk's kind of in. It just makes it kind of exciting, you know. It's very fast and and upbeat. And I think if you've only got a short time for your ad, I think you gotta really get some attention and get people excited. And I think that's what's gonna do it. That's it. That's good. I'm gonna go like real old time war propaganda on this and do the William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cut at the like the start of the second like when second Shatner comes in, kinda of cut around there. And keep Rocket the horns Man. in though, because that'll be a good like ride out with the like Cody, a local recruiting station for the space farmers. Wow, I love it. <laughs> Rocket <laughs> Man. Rock it Rock man. it man. Oh my god. That would be our choices. That's our final verdicts. Uh, you had a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag GovernMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Um, uh, Ruby, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at RubySwanOfficial. I'm on Twitter at RubySwanMusic. Uh, and YouTube, RubySwan, the one with the little music icon beside it, because I'm verified, baby. Ooh, shit. That's right. Um, we got verified guests on this show. People, follow her, check her out, share her with all your friends, share us with all your friends. Um, we don't have a marketing budget. Be sure to rate and review us while on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, your least favorite one. We're there everywhere. <laughs> you can email us, covermepod at gmail.com. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes there. Uh, uh, you know what? Unfortunately, we were going to have a bonus segment today where uh, Ruby would defend her position on uh, Kiss from a Rose being about anal, but there is oh no God. time. I'm glad. So. I'm glad there's no time. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Neither was I. Um, that does it for today's episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, I miss the Earth so much, I miss Cover Me.